Hello, I'm Fernando Rico, and I'm a seminarian for the Diocese of Austin. Here's a reflection on today's readings for Mass. Have you thought about how Christianity is the only religion in the entire world out of all major religions that does not seek to eliminate suffering in this world? Every other religion tries to not only diminish suffering, but to eliminate it as much as possible, or even fully, in this world. As Christians, of course, we are the biggest charitable organization in the world, um, feeding the poor and um, providing different services according to, to the invitation that our Lord gave us in the Gospel to serve others. So in this sense, we do seek a reduction of suffering in this world, and that is a good thing. But we do not seek as Christians to completely el eliminate sufferings. After all, God, being all-powerful, being able to eliminate suffering, chose not to do so. At least, not yet. What God did do is become man so that He could enter into that suffering with us. And that's what the readings today are all about. In the first reading from the book of Isaiah, we hear about the suffering servant, as the Israelites um, identified those passages. The suffering servant. The suffering servant is all about serving others by entering into their suffering and by sharing in that suffering. So what ends up helping us is not the removal of suffering, is knowing that we're not alone in our suffering. And you know, what, what could be more, more important for us to think about now that we're in the middle of this pandemic, where we're just surrounded with so much suffering everywhere in the news, in our families, in our own lives? And we might try to remove this suffering, but, but yet... As much as we try, we, we cannot escape it, right? And the most painful kind of suffering, I think, in these times, is when you feel like you're alone. When you suffer alone. On top of that, what could only make it worse is if you think that that suffering is meaningless, right? If, if you think that nothing good is coming from it. Now, while there is some mystery to the meaning of suffering and how exactly it helps us, what we do know is that because Christ put that suffering in the middle of our faith, not as an end, but as a means to an end, we can know through faith that all of our sufferings can be used for good. Why? Because that's what Christ's triumph over suffering was all about. Again, not about eradicating suffering, but about being present to us in our sufferings. In the responsorial psalm, we hear how Jesus was looking for someone to accompany him in his suffering and didn't find someone. He says, I looked for sympathy, but there was none. For consolers, not one could I find. So Jesus, through the words of the psalmist here, 
tells us that in his passion, in being abandoned by his disciples, and not only by Judas, as we hear in the gospel, but by every single disciple that left, we, we realize that Jesus entered into our suffering so much that he experienced that feeling of loneliness, of being abandoned even by the Father. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Of course, in quoting these words, Jesus is actually quoting a psalm. And it's a psalm that ends not in abandonment, but in trust in the Lord. Tomorrow we will begin the celebration of the Easter Triduum, of the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And may we always be aware during this time that whatever suffering might be in for us and for our loved ones in the weeks ahead, that we might always be sure that we are never alone, that Jesus is there with us. Jesus, the suffering servant. Jesus, whose name means God is with us. God is always with us. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this reflection. Please note that the seminarians of the Diocese of Austin are praying for you and your families, especially during this Holy Week. Please share this podcast with those who might benefit from it.